podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This episode of Misery Hunters is brought to you by Paisley Craft Beer Co. Paisley's number one and only craft beer venue. You can sit in and take away and we've also just introduced a local delivery service. So if you live in the Renfrewshire area and are looking for craft beer, we can deliver the same day if you order before one o'clock. Next day delivery as well for any time after that. Minimum order is £20. Any orders over 60, you get free delivery. So what are you waiting for? Go to paisleycraftbeer.com. That's paisleycraftbeer.com. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn and joining me is Mark Jarden. Hello. Andrew Christie. Uh. (laughs) And the prodigal son has returned, Ross Davidson. I hope that wasn't uh, prior to my introduction, Andrew. (laughs) 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 But hello for the first time in a while. Have you and Andrew been on a podcast together? I yes. just oh, the one, yeah. Just the one. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. And then I've not been nonsense, so like that. You can judge that by yourself. <laughs> <Aye>. Yeah. <laughs> um despite all the misery that we've seen online, we actually do have a win to talk about. We can briefly talk about the, the Cow and Beast game. Uh two 0 I mean we literally we kind of went up, scored the two goals, and then it basically became a training match, more or less. I think, um, I think Robinson was pretty, pretty scathing about the surface and and all the rest of it. I don't I don't necessarily agree that we should be fine with just two goals, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's that ridiculous either that you get in, you get your two goals and then you just sit on a lead and don't get anyone injured on a, a horrible, a horrible surface like that. There's there's not that much to be gained, and I, I don't think a couple of extra goals is going to be the difference between us getting through or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I tried to watch the game, but that stream was atrocious. Yeah, it was pretty rough. I don't think there was much football to be that we missed anyway. I think uh, Robinson was saying there was pretty much one ball in the entire Fife area. Yeah. So um, I don't think there was more than like 30 seconds of consecutive football from start to finish. So I, in terms of Saturday, it was good to get two goals and get out. But obviously it meant not a jot after the other night, but no, that's true. I guess we should probably just go straight in the other night. Um, well, where to start? Where, where to? I mean, the sending off we can talk about. What? SFA wank wank wank. SFA wank wank wank. Old Airdrie always cheating. But no, I was. I don't think he struck anything that sweetly since he's absolute nailer. So fair play to him, but. No complaints with the red, it was a stick on red and crazy. No, at all. You could tell the moment he did that, he knew he was off. And mm-hmm. ah, you can't even have any complaints. It was just no maliciousness for it and just very stupid and lack of concentration. And aye, no complaints at all. I don't think we looked great before then. No. But no. obviously that killed any any game plan that we had. They were kind of working the 4 3 3. And then um, so Olisanya came off to make way. Mm-hmm. And I just became stretched and just not great, not great at all, to be honest. No. You're thinking with a full, um, with a full, what, 60, 60 odd minutes still to to play when you're putting that extra midfielder on, you would have thought with the news this week as well, that was maybe an opportunity to 
to get Reed on the pitch mm. with with kind of youthful legs and, and energy sticking. You know, I think we all like Ryan Flynn and we all appreciate what he's there for, but I don't necessarily think his legs are what you need for an hour against ten men on the hottest day of the the year. I'd, I'd maybe have, have given given youth a bit of a, a go there and, and just for energy reasons. If if nothing else, I think you'd maybe get a little bit a little bit more out of that. Not a specific criticism of, of Flynn or anything, but uh, yeah, I don't know if that was this, the more sensible choice. For sure, I thought uh, Reid was a sensible option, just as you say, just for energy, legs. The weather is a major factor that I think a lot of people don't take into consideration, especially with the team chasing, what, 60 minutes? Long balls for the goalie, which frustrated me. Mm, and yeah. You couldn't understand why we were punting long balls into the channel and, and a roasting hot day for our guys to chase down when we'll get 10 men and I thought maybe bringing Reid on next to Erevon, two young guys full of energy with, with the legs about them rather than bringing Flynn on was a sensible option. I just don't know why Flynn came on the park, to be honest. No, that that definitely was a, a strange decision, especially after, you know, talking about the youth and how the youth will get a chance. It was a, a wee kind of flashback to a Jim Goodwin type of move there. Um, but we'll try and move on from that and um, sort of one positive I would say from that match, someone that would have got pass marks, Ethan was was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, everybody's seen they've been impressed with him so far this preseason. Uh, fingers crossed that continues, and I actually do think that him and O'Hara will have a, a pretty decent partnership in the middle of the park. I think we probably we saw glimpses of it. And we probably would have saw more if uh, Kelty hadn't get sent off. Um, and again, we may have even saw even more if Dylan Reed came on instead of Flynn. But yeah, it was a strange decision. Yeah, I think Ethan's been been excellent. I think that's the error that we all know is in there somewhere. That mm-hmm. It's been waiting to come out. I mean, it was his 100th appearance for St. Martin, uh the other day. And we've seen what, a handful of those kind of performances that, over his time that started this kind of pre-season. Hopefully it continues. But um, just a word on O'Hara, though, that you mentioned that I seem to be kind of one of the minorities. Not really impressed me since I've been watching him since he came in. I know a lot of people recognise him and Ethan will be a good partnership, which they may well be, but I don't really get it with O'Hara yet. I don't see what he brings to the the table other than just being a, a box-to-box athlete. I think that the Motherwell fans that I'd, I'd kind of read you know, opinions of and, and, and spoken to had all said that that is essentially what you're getting and that's why Robinson's such a a fan because Robinson will, will try and play this very athletic, stretched game and yeah. and just try and bulldoze our teams and, and bully them and, and O'Hara is going to do that for 90 minutes. You know, when, yeah. he's, when he's fit, he's, he's fit and, and that's what you're getting. He's, he's maybe not the guy to, you know, to break down a low block. Mm-hmm. Very versatile as well. Like he's, he can kind of slot back at centre-half or... He's even played uh, right right wing back, sorry, right back uh, first pair as well. So I think he, the system's going to rely a lot on people being able to do multiple roles. So I think in that regard, they'll will be bit of a find. And I just I'm kind of thinking about the Kilty red card. Like I'm absolutely desperate for Kilty to to get his chance and come good for us. But I just where do you see his his role in? In the starting eleven, do you think it is in the four three three? Do you think he fits into that? Mm. I, I don't think he fit, I don't think he fits into the the middle three. I think 
you know, I think he's got more of a chance of kind of shoehorning his way into that that front three potentially, and, and yeah. because he's able to to move the full way across the the pitch, he's ideally a central player, but he's although he's not a winger, he's he's capable of carrying the ball out wide and and everything else. I I don't think you're going to get that full shift out of him in the the middle of the park. I think he's he's always going to want to play his game in the opposition half, and he's he's going to want to to do the you know the the kind of not number ten thing, but but be that more attacking option. He's he's not O'Hara and and Erehon, and I, I don't think we're set up where you've got two guys like that to give another guy freedom. I think Robinson wants three guys with that mindset who are going to cover you know every blade of grass and who are going to battle for every ball. And if they pick the ball up an hour half, they're just as happy powering forward thirty yards with it if they've got the space as they are. You know, kind of setting something up and, and pushing someone else on, and, and I just don't feel like that's. That's Kilty. Kilty for me is, is almost back to where he was early doors under Goodwin where he's he's probably an impact sub. Mm. He's probably the guy that when we need to change shape to change some chase something later in the game. So we go to maybe a flat or two up top and have wider midfielders and then there is a, a floater just in behind them. I think that's probably his his place to to go. I, I don't see him as a starter. No, I think he's probably going to be dropped in favour of Bacchus when he comes in and then you're going to play O'Hara probably in a more attacking sort of role. Hopefully, hopefully it, it works out. I saw. I, I can't see him being. I think you, as you said, play him as an impact sub. Like I don't think, like we saw under Goodwin, like his best didn't come from when we were shoehorning him out on the wing. Like um, yeah. he, he wasn't great. His delivery is like not not too great either. And I mean, I think that's where our issue. I think we might still continue struggling for goals this season because. If the deliveries were anything to go by, like Tanzers before he went off injured was was pretty bad, like to say the least. Mm. Um Kilties was bad. Um you've got Ayunga who like I generally think should be in the centre of the like the, the, the top three. I think that's where he sort of performs a bit better. Like understand he's big, he's strong and can hold like a defender off and stuff like that. So that's where you put him. Olasanya, you obviously didn't really get to see too much of him. Um Apparently, super quick. Um, I, I didn't get to see much of that against Airdrie, uh, and also I didn't even notice. I know this is a completely different. I didn't even notice Ryan Strain was playing until someone t- said he was terrible. He came on for Tanser, didn't he? Did he? Did he play on the left? I I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> Shows you how poor we were, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> and I think <clears throat> see the thing is with like the the stream we've got, like. The Airdrie stream, was that like the automated one that follows the ball kind of thing? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, because you got no replays, no nothing. So like you didn't really get to see much else off the pitch or anything. Yeah. And I generally didn't even realise he was on the park until someone said, I think on our Discord, that he, they were not impressed by, by him and he did not look good. I understand he's not played a lot of football, but we kind of made the same statements about Matt Miller and someone said on, um, I think, the Discord that he was worse than Matt Miller. <laughs> I thought there was a couple of the, the pre-season games, uh, maybe the Crusaders one or Linfield, I can't really remind, but uh, Strain looks pretty good, these deliveries look quite good, but um, I am kind of ho- holding out judgment because I've not, I've not seen a lot of him yet at all, but he came from a fairly high level, like playing Israel, I know he didn't, didn't get a lot of game time for, for various reasons, but I don't know. I mean, like you say, we're saying all the same things that we said about Matt Miller, so maybe... <laughs> <laughs> maybe that will be this kind of similar case but 
Aye, who knows? I do think, um, and, and quite a few people on, on Twitter and elsewhere had brought this up, we're not getting the best out of Marcus Fraser. Mm, yeah. As a as a right back, I, I do think that kind of un unbalances a bit, and um, it, it's strange because I, I I genuinely had him as a potential player of the year candidate in his first his first season. He was just so refreshingly consistent, and he, he just had so much energy. But it, it's weird because he's simultaneously, I think, probably a better player as a right centre back in a in a three. I think that's his kind of natural position because he's got the legs to go and push when you know when Goodwin wanted him to break and do that and, and when Robinson did that at the end of the season but I don't think he's not not good enough that's maybe harsh but I don't think he's a guy that you can trust to cover that entire side of the the pitch he got done fairly fairly regularly last season I thought he had a relatively poor poor year so maybe putting him back to that original place you would maybe get better out of him again and, and I just don't I just don't see it. So I, I don't know if you would assume having signed Strain, as you're saying, on, from a level that he's going to be your, your your definite first choice when when fit. It's kind of tough to judge the backline and how we shape up around that until you actually see that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Fraser is probably your second choice right back, and Tate I would assume is your second choice left back. M- maybe maybe done. Mm. It's a it's a a kind of strange situation and I, I don't know how I don't know how confident I am in it but can, that's, that's maybe just ignorance I can see Fraser maybe working his way onto the bench to be honest if it's not really working I think similar to Kilty he's, he's good in one position and he's effective in one position if you try and shift him from what his natural position is or what he's natural in doing uh, he becomes pretty pretty average and I think you'll see that with Fraser, he'll gradually drop to the bench over the season, I would think. Because the back four, I think, is probably pretty settled, isn't it? I think in an ideal world. Did uh, anything come out of Tanzel's injury? I don't know, was he... Hamstring, I think. Hamstring? Is it, so is he going to be out for a wee bit? Or don't know, that's just... Uh, Robinson said he mm-hmm. came off with that injury. I don't know if it's maybe just tight or if he's pulled it or whatever. Fingers crossed, it's just heard. a tight one. Um, yeah, I suppose um, O'Hara um, has been mentioned as well as a potential right back option. So yeah, now that now that is in, then there's numbers. Then you know maybe there is that kind of flexibility, and, and that is a you know a kind of Robinson hallmark. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know as as much as we all we've all kind of gone to bat and, and defended Robinson, there's a lot riding on these um, these kind of um, contingencies working because if the you know if the first choice stuff isn't working. And then the contingency doesn't land, and you know he's he's kind of staked his reputation on building a squad and all the rest of it. Then you kind of begin to to kind of validate some of the the criticism, which you know I'm guessing we're going to talk about that after this anyway. Which I, I think the criticism still so so over the top. It's mm-hmm. there's such a rush of blood with it, and I think a lot of it you can't you can't help what you, you your instinct is, but I think so much of it's ignorant of what went before excuse me that it's not you can you can not like him and you can think he's done a bad job but some of the reasons that people throw up it's, it's, in favour of other people is yeah, just wild it's absolutely the, the frustration's correct to a point but it's just mm-hmm. vented yeah. the wrong way it's just it's a bit over the top I think like I'm, we're not saying you can't criticise like that wasn't good enough our league or even though we, you can say it's pre-season 
unfortunately nowadays this isn't pre-season this is the cup and despite it being a horrible format everybody has to go through it and um and you can rightly say this isn't good enough because it isn't however when you start like because goodwin didn't have a a great betfred cup run at the start you totally gloss over that and you skip all the way back and you try to say oh it's like stubs all over again when stubs actually got through the group stage it's 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 stupid arguments and over the top reaction and i think ross you may have said it in the group chat where um robinson will get an inch where goodwin got a mile off of some people like um oh absolutely yeah. and a lot of people just didn't like robinson mm. as soon as he walked in the door because he wasn't jack ross that's essentially it uh, and i think they've no shifted to... from that opinion when, when they've not gave the guy a chance at all i uh, to kind of speak to that point one of my worries is the kind of a lot of our kind of influential fans online, I feel like they sort of, they kind of have an agenda going in there. What they see is kind of shaped by their agenda rather than vice versa, which is lazy and kind of, kind of quite dishonest punditry because it's not, it's not informed by what you're seeing. You, you have a agenda that you are making that fit in just because I don't know, I feel like some fans maybe aren't getting the the level of reverence from Robinson that they feel they deserve and that's not Robinson's style and never will be. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's a rod that he, that's made for Robinson's back and I don't, you know, we are St. Murn, we're going to go and lose in streaks. That's the nature of our football club and I think two bad games and the knives are going to be up for Robinson and that's kind of the harsh reality and where I think maybe it was yourself, Ross, who was saying in the chat, maybe it'll get to the point where Robson does just say, like, you know what, fuck off, because, and probably rightly so, at certain points, like, I can kind of see us going up to, for talking sake, going up to Dingwall, not playing well, maybe skating a draw, and Robinson just doesn't say, doesn't pat the badge quite hard enough, he doesn't clap the fans at the end quite hard enough, and that's it, he's not, he's, he's lost the dressing room, the fans have turned on him, all this, that, and the other, and I just think, aye, I can see it being quite a long season in terms of mm-hmm. fan reaction and what what's going to happen online. But we'll yeah. go to Tanadice and Jack Ross will clap the the away fans, aye, and Stephen Rob and Stephen Robinson won't, and the entire. Well, he got um, he got a pretty bad abuse um, when he was went to Fir Park and allegedly clapped the Motherwell boys. And obviously during COVID they had to come up past the away support to get yeah. to that kind of yeah. and he was getting terrible abuse for saying he, he either didn't clap the Simon fans or like what Mark was saying didn't clap them well enough or as good as with them, it's something sarcastic that was it, they said he clapped sarcastically like I think he was just clapping because he'd done that and he was walking at the same time so it was, like, it was a sarcastic clap yeah. Stephen McGarry would never I think I speak for all four of us when I say that if you're an adult mm-hmm. and that you shouted abuse at someone because you thought they clapped sarcastically, <laughs> you should probably hand back the keys to your motor. I, 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 my personal view is I think he's finished with a lot of people anyway. Yeah. No matter what happens, I think he's... I can't remember someone having a manager that polarised so much or so many. And um, I just I do think he's got the strength of character to after a dodgy result at Dingwall, like you were saying, to just go, do you know what? This isn't for me. I, I'm mm-hmm. no, uh, 
And then if or when that happens, the folk that are abusing him online and things like that, I will see that as a victory. And he wasn't strong enough as a support manager anyway. He's thrown in the towel when he should have been hard enough. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know what way it's going to go, but the guy could win us the Scottish Cup and there would genuinely still be people wanting him billeted. I think it's got to that level. It's it's something you could have. You see, like, imagine we win our first three games and then I, I don't know even know who the fourth team is, but imagine it's someone like Dundee United or whatever. And Dundee United have recruited well over the summer, especially attackingly. And say they put four buyers in a four-one defeat, like those three wins would be out the window, and that would be it. That would be him, people shouting for him to go again. And I, I get like you, as you said, a strength of character to look at this and go, look, I'm trying my, I'm doing my best with what I've got here. If it's not good for you, then do you know what, I'm offski. And then who are we going to be left with? Because it's it's not that much of an attractive job for people who are experienced. It's an attractive do- job for the names that we started seeing. Stevie Naismith, people like that. And we're going to get stuck with someone like that. And then, uh, aye. We'll give, it to, uh, we'll give it to Langfield and Alan McManus. That's, and they'll uh, do a terrible job. And the excuse will be they're doing it with Robinson's players. So give them a break. Mm-hmm. Whereby he came in, took over Goodwin's squad and didn't get a, any form of break. So that's exactly what will happen. I really, well, ho- hopefully not, but uh, that's, in my theory, that's exactly... You can see that happen. I think I'm, I'm, I'm wary of like digging ourselves too, too deep into the trenches as if we're like Robinson fanatics. And no. for, for me, and, and being fairly relentless, and you know, it wasn't even really support of Robinson. I mean, I think we should support anyone that comes in and give them, mm. and give them that, that chance, but it was more rallying against what I thought was unfair criticism. I don't think at any point I've said that Robinson's the best manager in the country or I think I think there's there is cause for optimism and, and maybe that's not gonna come out and, and be you know and come to fruition. Like that's that's fine. But almost all of my issue up to this point has been that I think the criticism's way, way, way too harsh and, and unfounded. It's it's just based on based on assumptions or based on half-truths or like willful ignorance of previous previous managers on the records and, and also who was available at the time, Jamie. I, th- I think you're dead on with with that. Like everyone's saying like, you know, we've, we've paid so much money for this manager and it's the most we've ever paid for, for someone like that and he's not even, you know, he's not even as good as Ian Murray and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, right, brilliant, take the manager that was there to be, you know, to be brought out of his contract and brought in who had proven success in the division and everything else, right? Take him out of the equation. What manager was coming in to to do better than what Robinson did last year and to try and build something off the bones of a squad which four years into the Goodwin reign had got a bit stale? Who who was that there? Are you talk are you saying that we've missed out on like Jim McIntyre? Is that yeah, like and I'm being entirely serious here and I don't mean to spring it on you. I'm finding that because even as I'm saying it, I cannot think of another manager that no, I would have been excited to, to I mean, come in. Like, like even Brian Steve, Rice, even Steve oh, Robinson. Even. Until that name popped out, like we were all like in our own group chat, like terrified the fact that it looked like it was going to be Stevie Naismith that was getting the job. And, we're like, yeah. and then or Scott yeah. Brown, like Scott Brown. Um, it was <clears throat> it was pretty bad time. Like and then when Stephen Robinson, I think maybe. Maybe that's not helped either. That the names were so bad. So when Stephen Robinson came in, we we're like, actually, that's going to be really good. And maybe too much hope was put on it. 
where we kind of overestimated our position of where we were as well because I mean there's still people that will say we were fourth at half time at one point oh. um, and he blew uh, the top six the, I mean remember the, the aggro that uh, Naismith was getting because apparently his father-in-law worked for the kibble oh no <laughs> so uh, I mean if even we pointed him I don't know how, how bad it would be but Robinson uh, arrived with and he still does but he arrived with a decent pedigree mm-hmm. far better than Jack Ross that everybody was wanting or whoever else and what he done with Motherwell, we should have all been excited by his appointment, and I think all the kind of reasonable heads were. But and then just I don't know where this guy just never got a chance at all. These things made up about how he slaughtered all the squad members in an after-match interview and threw them under the bus. Didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know. It ruined Jim Goodwin's team because we were fourth at half time. Nonsense. It's just. I think Mark touched on it. It's just a lot of stuff that's made up mm-hmm. and uh, pinned on Robinson for God knows I, I, why. And I think Stephen, you could kind of see it full time. Is I think Stephen Robinson's now in a position where he's almost trying to take that criticism himself to protect the players because you could see at the end of the game when uh, the, when the the, um, the fan angle we saw of everybody getting booed, Robinson was sort of addressing kind of himself, so I have to say almost like. Not me, like direct it at me, because we can say we can talk about how much footballers get paid, this, that, and the other. Like, if fact, like getting booed affects a player. Reading tweets about how shit you are affects a player. Like, I can't not. So it's now we're in a position where Robinson now has to throw himself in front of this this abuse so that the players aren't affected. I just, yeah, I'm kind of worried what the end goal is of I that. Do. To be honest, uh, yeah, I think. Robinson can only shoulder so much. That's yeah. where my, my point in the group chat come from. There's going to be a busting point where he's going to have to either come out and mention the fans and it's going to go one way or the other yeah. or he's just going to say, listen, I'm not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you could blame him at that point. No, I, I, I wouldn't blame him. And I, I can I agree with Mark. I, I don't think it's acceptable what, what's happened so far um, in, the, in the league cup. By any means, it's no big I don't know that thing. anyone thinks that's acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I literally, yeah. even yeah. the staunchest Robinson defender yeah. who's given that you know the kind of pre-season type type excuses. I don't think any of them think that this is acceptable. Yeah. And, I, 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 it's such a straw argument to throw back. Absolutely, absolutely. And if if that form carries on into the, the league, I think you'd be in a pretty ropey position. But well, yeah, I, I also don't think the the abuse coming his way is any way merited at all. I feel like I've said a, a few different. Sorry, Jim. I feel like I've said a few different ways that last year I just don't buy the you know the kind of top six, bottom six, and we were in the you know we were in the top six until Robinson took over stuff. Like, yes, there has to be a division after thirty three games, and it is what it is, and I, and I think it's a good idea, and I, I support it. But it's an absolute fallacy to say that there's six good teams and six bad teams, and mm-hmm. in our division last year there was categorically a top three last year mm. and a bottom nine. And briefly, we were near the top on goal difference of the bottom nine. And then within the space of like three weeks, with not that much change in points at all, because everyone was trying to throw it away at the same time, we were then nearer the bottom of that because it was so compact. But at no point were we the fourth best team in the country. Mm -hmm. we We were fighting it out with like seven other teams to be the fourth or fifth best team. And we were in the middle of the deck of that. And that's how it kind of played out towards the... The end. So I just think, right, brilliant at half time in a game. In theory, we were 
we were close to this point. We were never more than like six points or whatever from from the playoffs either, or from from ninth. Excuse me. Yeah, because there was the whole thing about um, dragging us into a relegation battle, which just didn't happen because it wasn't a thing. And we were already there. Like we were already in the position we were in. Like it's not as if we like it's not as if we did that and Dundee United and County suddenly took another fifteen points off us straight away and tore ahead of us. We were drawn. We were losing at the same time they were drawn and whatever else. And, and it was only like handing points over to those teams against us directly in the end that I think I think cost us. But it's it's just not the capitulation that I think it's it's painted as it's 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 just not. And I think the division this year is much tougher. I, I can't other than St Johnston and Kilmarnock, I don't think there's a team out there that have have recruited badly. I think maybe Motherwell. I think Motherwell will really struggle to match where they finished last year. But Motherwell didn't finish last where they were last year because they were a you know a, a genuinely European standard team. They they did it there because teams like us shared it and and didn't and didn't pip them to it. So I, I don't think there's going to be that much fall off in terms of points. But I think those points will have you much further down the the division this year. And I think other teams potentially even Aberdeen as much as I've been saying. I think Goodwin will go by Christmas. It's just. You spend two and a half million, you get two and a half million pounds worth of player, and yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise, you you'll probably do a bit better. So, I, I just I think there's so much disingenuine pish thrown about about the standard that Robinson's held to, and and that others aren't held to, and, and all the rest of it. I comfortably think so far that Stephen Robinson hasn't done that great a job, and I think anyone that says says otherwise is probably at it. And I don't think that's what anyone's saying when they think that he should be given more time. They're just saying he should be given more time. <laughs> I, I think that's all there is to it. I think you, you can't defend the point of sacking him without being made to sound like you're an absolute zealot. And I just don't think that's what any of us, certainly not what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with the League Cup performances. I wasn't happy with losing that amount of games at the end of last season. Who would be? I just thought context important. And it still is. I don't think it stopped being important. Well, I disagree and think you're a happy clapper kibble mouthpiece. So, <laughs> I just uh, see even that you'll be getting accused, Mark will be getting accused, mm-hmm. or the podcast in general will be accused of being a happy clapper. But see if anyone listened to what he said there. He's criticised mm-hmm. Robinson and mm-hmm. the way it's been since he came in. But because he's not foaming at the mouth and demanding to be sacked and we get a proper guy in. Uh, he's a happy clapper mm-hmm. it's just uh, people select what they want to hear and what they want to absorb yeah there's no nuance in anything at all you're, you're one or the other mm-hmm. there's no I, I would consider myself firmly in middle ground I'm genu- generally optimistic about everything I, th- I kind of think you know everyone deserves a chance and all the rest of it but I don't stop short of criticising people and I, I would say I'm fairly standard amongst the majority of, of us and and the rest and 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 that basis, like, I don't have to think Robinson's done a good job to think that given a bit of time he'll turn it round, and he's probably with the available candidates still the kind of more qualified person there. I would I would be really disappointed to see us give up on him, mm-hmm. or to drive him to a point where he he gave up on us. Because I think if we we back him with the infrastructure he's put in, with the impact I think he's having on training and all the rest of it, I think we will turn it round. But it might get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I think the benefit we've got now is that I think John Needham and, and 
the guys in the board, Keith Lasley, I think they're more stronger characters than previous boards who may have been quick to pull the trigger once they heard certain stuff from the stands. So I think he will get given time, but it does need to improve as well, as you say. Yeah, of course. Starting to uh, worry me how massive that Motherwell game that is, is, though. That is like, huge. That's <laughs> <laughs> Here's a scenario for you. What happens if Graham Alexander gets bulleted early doors and Robinson's still getting the level of abuse he's getting here? Do you think there'd be a wee sniff of him going back to Motherwell? Oof. Resigning and going, and, do you know what? I don't like this. I'll just go back to where I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then we're left with Graham Alexander. <laughs> 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 or uh, uh, who would we get? Kevin Thompson Jesus. As, uh, <sighs> as the manager. Barry there you Ferguson. go. There. Aye, there's a, him and Bob Malcolm as the dream team. There's, <laughs> your, there's your eight month scenario <laughs> from now. Sai Ferry. Bring oh. him home. Uh, only if he brings Paul Slane, of course. The little joker that he is. Our wingers aren't horny enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was the point I was going to make is that Motherwell game is massive. And even the Edinburgh City, or sorry, Edinburgh FC. So they're not FC called. Edinburgh? FC Edinburgh. Oh, is it FC Edinburgh? God. Um, that game's quite big because, like, essentially now this is a preseason game it doesn't mean anything for us but we need to go out and we need to win it convincingly yeah. or even it'll like, mean it'll mean nothing if we win but it'll mean everything if we lose like yes if we win it'll be like ah did you uh, know what we won today whatever but if we lose it's there's going to be mm-hmm. going to be mobs is it Kelty we played first in the cup um was that our, was that our fourth round tie in the cup or was it someone else before Kelty is that the Jordan Jones school? I kept it was Is that the first one? Because that had the same, we'd been on that shite run mm-hmm. coming up to the break and it was coming out of the break that we played the cup game, wasn't it? Yeah. And it kind of had the same thing where there's like, we could turn it over here and it doesn't mean that much, but a, a poor result here. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think he needs a, a three-goal margin. If we beat them 2-0, folk will be raging. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to get three, four, five, something like that, before people will accept it as a reasonable win. I think we could win six now and people will still say. (laughs) (laughs) I think we could win six now and people will still say, where was that last Saturday? Aye, where's that? Why did did he not play that 11 against Airdrie? I I mean, we'll probably see a few. You can imagine Offord getting a shot here. Brophy will probably be in for some minutes, so you'd imagine he'd be wanting a few goals. I don't know if he'll start and then maybe... Um, or he'll come off the bench maybe at half time or something but yeah he's needing a few goals here and then it's to the all important Motherwell match which I mean <laughs> it's really bad when the first game of the season really is the season defining match of what's, what's <laughs> to come um, we've had so many season defining matches already and the season's not even started it's kind of it's getting a bit exhausting <laughs> yeah I think uh, I think Dave Cormack might be touching on that sentiment um, <laughs> is he left the house yet? Has, has, he been, has he just been in your house the entire week no, I, I was. If, that's if he comes back. I've not actually oh, heard right, from yeah. him. I'll just um, I'll just open the door <laughs> when we get to that bit, and if he comes in, he comes in, and if he doesn't, well, what's that? Footsteps on the roof. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> David's been. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anybody else want to touch on anything? How do you think we'll shape up for the Motherwell game? Oof. Because I, looking at how we've, we've kind of chopped and changed in cup games and what the results have been, I don't know what our first, I don't know what our first pick is. I don't know 
I don't know what I mean there's names that are obviously going to be on that assuming they're, they're fitting all the rest of it you know like Erehorn and O'Hara mm-hmm. are obviously going to be in that midfield too I think you would assume Ayunga is going to be one of the the three up top probably the central one unless he thinks Brophy's fit in which case he'd maybe put Brophy in the middle and Ayunga wide of him but I don't know who your other option up there is is it Shaughnessy Henderson Henderson. Henderson Henderson seems to be a bit of the forgotten man yeah um, and uh, is not showing me anything that sees these streets ahead of Jay Henderson yeah. I wonder if he knows what he's getting from Henderson and he yeah. thinks Olisanya needs a bit of a head of steam to mm-hmm. to yeah, deliver something so I think he, he needs, probably nailed that there yeah. yeah he needs three or four games to get up to speed because I, I said it I said it last time and I actually then went back after and did a bit more reading about him and his, his career and inverted commas and everything before it and, and he really isn't someone that's had that much that much football at any kind of level and, and certainly not you know um, consecutively you know there's been kind of bursts here and here and there and you can absolutely see why like a Middlesbrough would take a chance on him when they've got an under 23 side and, and all the rest of it because it's he's a project and it's you know it's not worth it ends up in Paisley but you wonder how long we can give someone the... Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know if, he, if he's going to have one good game in 10, are we going to give him 30 games to try and remedy that? Or are you going to stick Henderson back in because he's a known quantity and, and give delivers? Like That's the issue as well. If you, if you play him against Motherwell and he's having an absolute stinker and then you put Henderson on and he either scores or sets something up, like... Yeah. Like I've never seen will, him again. Uh, you're not wanting to see him on that team sheet. Over the same issue when Erwin was starting games and everybody was like, "For fuck's sake!" I hope he's not mm. a a Jake Caprice level. Mm. Could have been good when he was younger, but ended up in Paisley for a wee while. Type signing. Uh, Adam Drury. Aye, and Adam Drury. Um, but we'll see. But we've seen this film before with so many players of that mm-hmm. kind of ilk that we sign. This is his chance to prove mm. that he's good enough. And, it never seems to happen Paisley for some reason I think was also the sorry Jamie no I was just going to say was it Sam's prediction that it was um, left by mutual consent in January he'll get Marias down to Kings Lynn <laughs> um, I, I think also the leagues are different based I think you know there's again context matters and look at the performances that you know I know we get how the group and all the rest of it right but we drew with Spartans mm-hmm. under under Stubbs, you know, like we were, we were dug mate at that point, and then won the first game of the season. Admittedly, a couple of Jack Hamilton assists, right? But um, that the league does funny things. I you, think- that is the game. That is you know football proper at that point. We might just shake into, you know, into life at that point, and you know, kind of we have been a bit pre-seasony with these games, even though we shouldn't have, and that's us, Motherwell might just be shit they've not had they've not had these games I mean they're playing just now aren't they against yeah uh, they're just they're losing against Sligo oh brilliant so so they uh, are like we might come up against them on Saturday and it's entirely entirely different to, to what we expect so the, the thing is uh, as well with the, the the teams we've played the way they've set up against us like they, they sit back like they their aim is to hit you on the counter because and that kind of Football, you're not going to get a lot of teams playing Sitmurn where they're going to be happily like just sit back against us. It's going to be a bit more tactical, yeah. and we'll have to be a bit more defensive. And I think that's really where we'll get a better sort of yeah. idea of the way the team is. That's Robinson's that. game as well. You're, you're not setting up as a four-three-three to 
to, as I said, to break down a, a low block and, and all the rest of it. You're setting up as a 4-3-3 so that when St Johnston try and venture up the park against you, you can punish them with athletic guys who'll just bully them back. You're, you're doing it so that if you are playing at Celtic and Celtic are having an off day, you've got guys that can stretch the game and, and maybe do something for you. We've kind of had probably the only three games this season we'll get short of drawing someone small in the Scottish Cup in January the only three games where we will have all of the expectation mm-hmm. to to attack and no real pressure to soak up and then come back at so again it's it's just a different a different beast and I, I do think Motherwell are rotten I just they, they were not the fifth best team in the I mean, they technically were right but <laughs> they weren't <laughs> Aye, they were I there think, because somebody had to be uh, exactly they, they're not in Europe because they went and they went and did it they they held off mm-hmm. you know they're a dwarf amongst midgets or whatever you might call it like that's what it is is that acceptable I don't know if that's acceptable oh, well, it's a family guy joke said it now. <laughs> it's a family guy joke if anyone doesn't take issue with that send a letter to Seth MacFarlane but, um, uh, we will be back after this Hi, I'm Eamon Boffey. You're listening to Misery Hunters podcast. Eamon Boffey there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Piers, there's someone over your shoulder there, Mark. Hi, uh, hi, uh, and you, and you come. Uh, hello. Um, <laughs> how, how are you doing, Dave? Have you got a script this week, or you know what? Are you are you just going to say the first thing that comes to your head? Uh, I'll probably just say the first thing that comes to my head. What's <laughs> going on? Uh. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh in your face, Dave. I was just thinking about a joke. I'm used to it. <laughs> I'm a fucking joke, right? is, he? is that Kenny McIntyre? Fuck you. <laughs> this is some uh, this the standard of professionalism which uh, you've come to expect from us. So, uh, Dave, have you compiled your, your data this week? Oh, I've got some data here. Uh, Stephen Glass is the best manager in Scottish football. Uh. <laughs> right, Dave, you, you take a seat over there now. Right, hand me your phone. Cheers. And then I'll just read them out, shall I? Okay. Cheers, though, Dave. Appreciate Cheers. that. Yeah. These, are, these are stupid enough without needing a stupid <laughs> accent from a stupid man to read them out. So. Uh, Who's a stupid up, man? David Cormack. I'm just I wasn't sure if it was the, the other guy. No, he's a, he's actually very intelligent. Did you not hear that rant he had about context and stuff? It was so bloody and impressive. <laughs> Dave was just saying that as well. <laughs> uh, first up is a, a Facebook comment on the launch of the universally popular uh, black away strip that literally everyone said is absolutely wonderful. Other than Brian McGinty, but not that one. On a on the Facebook page, who followed it across across social media. So on our launch, he shouted, it's black! Great for seeing your teammates! Which I'm assuming is the equivalent of Stephen Robinson clapping at Fur Park. And <laughs> <laughs> that it's sarcasm, but not really. And then uh, in an article, an interview that Ewan McBicker gave to the Daily Record, where, quite a nice article, you know, mm-hmm. helping my club St Martin launch their new away kit was unreal. McGinty steamed straight in with black that's always an easy colour to see on the pitch <laughs> it also leaves a space between the end of his sentence and the punctuation so keep up the good work Brian you know fantastic you know no teams have ever worn black 
mm. and done and done quite well. You know, no one's ever, you know, certainly not us. Um, you know, it's it's not a thing that, that people do apart from loads of people and it's absolutely fine. And shut up. There's not a team called the All Blacks. Shite team, you mean? <laughs> they win everything all the time. <laughs> you never you never watched them playing rugby and the amount of times they just pass it straight out of touch. Just because <laughs> they can't see anyone. Aye, <laughs> If they were the all oranges, they would have won everything. <laughs> Bring back the orange away strip, says Brown. Oh, big team found. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Rue steamed straight in with a, an absolute dynamite bit of patter on the Facebook group where someone stupidly asked if anyone could seriously recommend a good place to hire in Paisley for a 50th. And Lawrence said, Green Hill Road, there's some folk dressed up as footballers there. Right. Yes, that's good part. Well done, Lawrence. Uh, at least three people on Pie and Bovril took Craig's fake tweet about Aberdeen making a bid for Dylan Reid and then argued about how how uh, shite Scott Burns was and how he didn't know what was going on and all the rest Craig's of it. Craig's fake tweet in which he got the date wrong, so I actually posted <laughs> it the, like the day, the next day or something, that I didn't start people biting. You need to come with me, Marty. Uh, <laughs> Aberdeen have made a bid for Dylan Reid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Fair play to Craig. Where we're going, we don't need reads. Nice. There we go. That was absolutely yeah, textbook. Yeah, Stephen Robinson, sarcastic clap. Just off the cuff as well. That's, that's genius. Fantastic. Yeah, there is no script here. <laughs> um, very briefly, Ronnie Edgar looking for a refund for his wee man's football top. That his wee man's absolutely done a cleansman down a muddy hill. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what Good the, luck, the, Ronnie. The, the mental thing is? I saw someone else complaining on Facebook because they someone's size was too small or something and they they listed that as one of the things that we should bin Joma for so you can't even wash the kits <laughs> it's like hey, <laughs> that guy's kit like no one puts anything in the washing machine and it comes out like that that's just not how things work and i you should really, definitely bin really, Joma because uh, some wee guy got mud on his top i really cannot wait to see the follow-up pit thing where he says it's a disgrace and we don't look after our fans because he couldn't get a refund or a replacement <laughs> yeah on, your, on yourself, Ronnie. You know, Lord loves a trier. Uh, Fraser Burns and Scott Stafford having a lovely chat about, you know, happy clappers are fine with pre-season. And then Scott Stafford says that they'll be coming for you because you're not allowed to be negative. You are allowed to be negative, but if you say stupid things, you get read out on a stupid things section on a podcast. Have you cleaned your Just laptop yet, mate? <laughs> yep. So that's two for two from, uh, from Scott. So... I'm certainly not telling you you can't be uh, you can't be negative, Scott. If you keep being negative, you probably will go, you know, thirty-eight for thirty-eight. Are we going to keep a league, Are we going to keep a league table and have like the the Dave Cormack most miserable award or something like that? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fairly resounding. I think Dave's already got a job to do. He doesn't want to to add that on. Uh, Mark Quinn asked for a refund for his ticket for the Edinburgh game. That was that was good. No. Hope he gets it. Good on him. You've got more chance of a refund than Ronnie Edgar. <laughs> 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 and he's sitting on top. Um, Hugh Lothar managed to post three times, I think, in 10 minutes on the Sitman fans' Facebook page. Not a comma amongst them. Um, I'll just read it as the one sentence because that's what it looks like. Go now, Robinson. Nobody likes you. Please go now, Robinson. Robinson stubs the second. Get him out now. 
So 15 likes amongst three statuses, a good five status, a five like average there. Keep it up. Uh, Jim Murdoch, that's the worst at one side I've seen in a long time and I regret renewing my season ticket. I'm assuming Jim didn't go to any of our games under Tommy Craig, Gary Teal, Ian Murray, Alex Ray. St. Man fans have such weird, mm-hmm. short, selective memories. I was thinking earlier, like, I saw a couple of posts talking about uh, Obika's goal-scoring record. I was, I was always a big fan of Obika, but he get absolute dogs abuse from our fans, and now that he's away, he's the best, like, the best thing you can do for your reputation is leave St. Man. Because <laughs> we get these mad rose-tinted goggles where it's like, I bring Obika back and he'll smash them in up here, like, the same men that were giving him absolute pelters for seasons upon seasons. It's, it's mad. See, well, now, same, I well, I thought he was shit and I still think he's shit, so that's mad. <laughs> You're consistent and we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's a full year older and a full knee shorter since he moved on. But that's, I, that's by all means, bring about, him back. And, and I think um, Div from Pine Borough even tweeted about Graham Carey being a great player and how he's going to be absolutely fantastic for St. Johnson, and that's a player. I mean, no one's seen him play for the past whatever many years that he's been in Bulgaria. No one's seen him play when he was playing for Plymouth or Gale. Like, he had a few good spells, but then Plymouth or Gale got relegated, and he was not doing well with them. So the fact that the now 34-year-old Graham Carey is going to boss this league, and it's a shame we missed out on him, it's... it's I think that's a big assumption to assume that Div doesn't have Levski TV on his IPTV. Oh, you know, right. Maybe he's been watching every game in the Bulgarian If that is the case, I do apologise. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think we can make those assumptions. <laughs> uh, we'll take a brief step away from St. Mun to mention former West Ham star and confirmed idiot David Cottrell. <laughs> He'll be proud to hear that he's in there. <laughs> uh, prepare to be bombarded by the climate change propaganda like never before. Wildfires are easily started using dews. Laser beams ignite a fire. These heat waves in Europe are nothing new. They've been happening for decades, but now they have an agenda to push. Your car drive to work is to blame. We must ban petrol and diesel and get you driving that Tesla that we can limit and control. Do you think that heading a football for a career affects people? I'm not we too sure. I'm really a question. I'm just, I'm just wondering. As Ross I'm just saying, he's been heading pavements. <laughs> Maybe we should trial the like under twelves not to header the ball, as Ross said. <laughs> yeah, we should maybe trial retired shite footballers not heading <laughs> balls either, and uh, try and wrestle that one back. But you know, went full uh, Matt Latissi there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I can see those two doing a kind of after dinner circuit together. Like, well, under, I think underground um, bunkers. They'll both be on. I the think James he does English have his podcast. own. Uh, Aye. I think he does have his own podcast, oh. similar to Matt Letizia, where it's like, you know, talking truth with Dave Cottrell or something. It's like uh, talking shite football careers and made up conspiracy uh, theories. With he's Dave the sort Cottrell. of guy that, that uh, joined the, the crowd at Area 51. Remember there was a day where <laughs> we're going he's to still, stop the gates. He's still think the Millennium Bug's happening. Yeah, uh, they can't shoot us at all, just drop and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Running zigzag lines and they can't get it. Definitely, definitely wants to chase Mike Pence out of office like that. <laughs> well, uh, swoop back to, to Pie and Bovril, where um, someone made a comment about Stephen Robinson getting getting punted. Um, and uh, he'll never be more than a few bad results away from being being under pressure. And uh, Hendo checked in with a, I'm not sure about that. He was effectively Kibble's appointment and they won't want to be seen to have got it wrong. Only if we are bottom by the time of the World Cup break could the axe be swung. That's right. We overlooked 
a guy from the kibble's son to appoint Stephen Robinson, and he was the kibble appointment. So uh, well done there, Hendo. I mean, uh, everything that's bad is the kibble. That's that's just the way it is. Yeah, true. Potentially, if Hendo is related to Jay Henderson, that's maybe why Jay Henderson's out the team. Ah, uh, yeah, it could be. The kibble you know, do pick if, the if team, he's so. Fan of EJ as well. I hope he gets another game soon. We all love EJ on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Good man. Uh, I'll hold my hands up and say there's another one that I screenshotted here where someone said that we had eight red cards last year and so we should be ready to play against them. And I was like, I can't wait to pull that to shreds. And then I counted the red cards last year and we had eight. So oh. <laughs> I am the idiot. Um, <laughs> almost, almost asked Dave to make a comment there, but. I think if it gets to the point where I you know where that is in, in regards to the league the league stats are we amongst the worst for that or I've not no, I've uh, not I, that's not data that I've been handed alright sorry, <laughs> sorry Dave <coughs> is that a genuine surprise to me that it was I yeah. yeah I think it was seven in the league mm. um, I went and checked although I went by Wikipedia so it's obviously that bomb scale Shaughnessy got them all Captain Fowles <laughs> uh, Fraser F at Buddy's 1769 said on uh, on Tuesday night that we had 25 minutes to save our season <laughs> in a cup group game against Airdrie um, before we played a, a minute in the league so you know by all means but then um, special mention for Stuart Brown on the Facebook page for saying that Lee Griffiths is available and he's been hitting the gym hard to get back to full business according to the Sun and claiming he's in the best shape of his life in order to get back to a high level on the pitch Personally, I don't like the guy for his off-field antics. Antics. But he is a goal scorer when he is on it. If fit and his head is in the right place, he could be a great signing. At 31, he should still have at least good one good season in him. And just to confirm, that was after Lee Griffiths was turned down by Forfer. <laughs> I think you only have to see how many times the words could, should, <laughs> were used in that uh, post. To, and to the he is that. A, uh, it's always the, assum- the assumption that he can get fit. Fit and firing. Aye, and so like, fit and firing, Lee Griffiths gets you 30 goals. I mean, he couldn't do it at Celtic when he was on a fuck ton of money. He's not going to be able to do it in any of these places. No. I mean, is he, he's going to end up at fucking open goal, isn't he? Oh, 100%. Stick or with that. Lennon in Cyprus, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Aye, maybe. I don't know if he'll get, a, 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 get his passport renewed. I think he's maybe. <laughs> he's on our list. He's blotted his copybook. If, if he signed uh, Griffiths, he would need to start every game. Because he was on the bench, the subs were up next to the Panda Club, don't they? So <laughs> you wouldn't. Dave's um, Dave's just whispering to me that I should Google what the age of consent is in Cyprus, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's Dave's gay lawyers that's, just on their way, just in case. That's, that's how you end up on a list: is googling what the age of consent is for certain countries. <laughs> I'd probably not do that, mate. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're fine. And uh, and there we have it. That is, that is the the very worst of someone's social media for for another week. Uh, well, well, thanks. What is it makes it makes you proud to be from Paisley, doesn't it? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew a couple of the names mentioned in there personally. So, other than them, uh, yeah, shiver off fucking idiots. I think you've just named. <laughs> we did. I'd say... like to go on record to say that the people I know. Idiots. Aye, aye. <laughs> We did say that don't take it, take it to heart if you end up in here. We're all fair game as well. If we're like, if any of yeah. us put up something stupid, or even in the group chat, I'm happy to pass it over to you. 
Mr. Dave Cormack. So. No, I, would, um, I would like... I'd up getting abuse on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the other three for a, a week or two. I would like nothing more than something I said two years ago to be proved wrong and held up as a shite take of the week. There's, there's the gauntlet laid down. By all means, go and search for something that I said about one of our current players. Just don't search for other stuff. Um, <laughs> do, you know who, do you know who's got the potential to find it? The creator of the new Andy Dorman account. Uh, who is that? Oh, well, yeah. No idea, but it's absolute genius. So yeah. I'm going to I throw think it. We, we just all think it's Sam. each other. No, we I think, think it's we've Sam. All been <laughs> it's definitely Sam. Uh, it's got to be Sam. Yeah. I'm sure that it's Sam as that his bullet account was Matman. <laughs> which which it was, just yeah, to, to reaffirm again, that, that was Matman. He told me to play of the year, didn't it? It was him. He should bring it back, to be fair. It was a good... He definitely should bring it back. Um, but we need to leave you. Um, Patreon.com forward slash Misery Hunters. Uh, you will get the extra bonus episodes. You get to hear about Keith Lasley's opinion on kebab pies. Um, why it's a massive season for Ethan Erehon and our newest episode which will be coming up after this one which is uh, why it's going to be a massive season for Eamon Brophy um, we've also set up a fantasy football uh, league this time it's for patrons only so we don't get like loads of randoms so if you want to be a, a member of that um, join the, the Patreon the information's on Patreon or the, the Discord use the Discord um that's the best place also to get in touch with Dave Cormack if you want to chat. Um, <laughs> His DMs are always open, <laughs> he tells me. <laughs> Hunt- send me your willy! Misryhunters.co.uk <laughs> 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 um, for all our merch and latest blogs from from Andrew or, or Mark, who's recently written one as well, so get on that. <laughs> <laughs> as always, uh, fuck Alex Ray. <laughs> fuck the League Cup. Fuck Lee Griffiths. Premier Sports. Sports Social Podcast Network.